episode 9 of the Geertrick Podcast. I'm your host, Joanne, your friendly neighborhood Geertrick. And for this episode, we're going to talk about helmets. First of all, I want to say I'm sorry for the echoey quality. I am not able to record in my closet where it's usually very quiet. And um, it's because I broke my foot a few weeks ago. No, I'm not on a motorcycle. And so I cannot be in a small space like that without my leg, my foot up on a stool. So I'm at my kitchen counter. I apologize. Hopefully we can still get through this episode and you will still walk away knowing way more about helmet fit than you ever thought possible. I am not going to be very technical in this episode because I think there is an overabundance of technical information available to you online as far as materials, safety ratings, construction. Those are things that you want to try to evaluate on your own and decide which direction you want to go, whether you use a DOT helmet, an ECE helmet, a snow rated helmet, whether you choose a fiberglass shell, a plastic shell, a polycarbonate, carbon fiber, whatever. Those are things that, you know, you are going to, I would say, spend some time Googling and decide what works for you. I have my own personal preferences, which I do recommend as far as fiberglass shells that are Snell rated. I'll talk a little bit about general kind of helmet approach. A lot of what I write about and talk about is to help you kind of navigate the general world of riding gear and give you a approach as far as how to look at gear and how to make uh, decisions as far as styles and brands and budget and that sort of thing. But in this episode, I want to focus on fitment. Um, I'm going to try to cover shapes and the kind of general consensus on helmet shape and fitment, at least in the U.S. market and what you'll find here when you're looking at helmets and why it's so challenging to find a helmet that fits you properly and to find someone who can help you decide or help you figure out what the correct fit is because that information is also highly um, not subjective. I mean, it can be a little subjective, but that information is also hard to find depending on uh, what uh, company you are shopping with as far as your helmets and what dealerships you're going to, what stores you're going to. When you walk into a Revzilla showroom, it's very different than walking into your local dealership, for example. And we know that dealerships vary dramatically. They, you know, they swing from really great customer service oriented, um, super helpful, knowledgeable staff to very basic service when it comes to apparel and accessories or apparel uh, for your body. Uh, apparel accessories specifically base layers that sort of thing helmets and fitment uh, we know that that is a challenging investment for a lot of small dealerships and shops to invest in apparel and, and sales people who know um, who are trained in how to fit you who are trained in all the varieties of helmet fits and styles and where those people get their training and we don't you know you don't really necessarily know that and you don't necessarily you may not know if the person giving you this information comes from a place of genuine helmet fit experience like myself 
or just secondhand knowledge and information as far as where did you get this info? Who, you know, where were you, where'd you get your training? Did you get it from the showy training online? Did you get it from a, a representative of this helmet? There are a lot of nuances in that. And so, you know, I would say you should feel free to ask your local, your local dealership, um, or store salesperson and ask them a little bit about, well, you know, how do you know this information? And, you know, where did you learn this? And what has your experience been? You know, what have you seen and heard? Um, after all that is over, then you do need to, you want to have somewhat of a kind of base level of knowledge. You don't necessarily need to exceed the knowledge of your salesperson, but you, you at least want to know just a few basic things so that when you walk in or if you order a helmet, you have a strategy to at least figure out, is this right? And, uh, and asking your friend, that isn't necessarily the right solution because you also don't know what their frame of reference, you don't know their experience because maybe they've only ever worn one helmet and that's it. And so they don't really have a range of experience across different styles. And so you also want to take your quote friend's experience and advice um, with a grain of salt too to know like, all right, well, is your only experience with just this one scorpion helmet or have you experienced other fitments and do you know what your fit shape is? And if they don't even know what you're talking about, then that's not someone that you want to take helmet fit advice from. So where it all starts as far as helmet fitment, whether it's a full face, a half, an open, a modular, uh, by the way, I'm always going to recommend a full face. I'm just never going to recommend a full, an open face or modular helmet from the get-go unless you have certain health concerns or you have um, very limiting comfort concerns. Say you've, you've worn a half helmet and you're trying to make the transition, then that is where I do recommend modular helmets because absolutely a modular helmet is safer than a half helmet or an open face in some cases, but not every case, but certainly safer than a half helmet by any means. Anything that covers your face and your chin bar is a good thing. How much that thing can protect you at what level? Now that's a different story. So at the very um, base level, you want to know that when you're looking at a helmet, there are three generally accepted shapes in the motorcycle world when it comes to helmets. It's intermediate oval, long oval, and round oval. If the person you're talking to doesn't know what that means, that is someone you do not want to fit you. That is someone who's not equipped to fit you. That is someone who's probably just secondhand knowledge from what they've heard is what's driving their experience level and advice level. And you really want to talk to someone who can look at you and make a general um, a kind of a visual guess at the very minimum of what your shape is. That's not necessarily going to be, you know, a guarantee that you're going to get the right helmet with that person. But you want to know that that person has a very, um, at the very minimum, this base level of knowledge. The, after understanding your shape and assessing your shape, I hope that someone can also make a recommendation for you based on that alone. So when I'm fitting somebody and when I meet someone who needs help with a helmet, the first thing I do is look at them and I look at their heads and I try to look past their hair to see, you know, cause you know, if you have really long uh, or curly hair or you have thick wavy hair, then it might be hiding your true shape. So 
I'm always trying to assess what is your shape because our conversation cannot be successful if where you're coming from is a misunderstanding or misconception of your understood shape. And if you think you're a long oval, but you're really an intermediate or a round oval, then we will have very, very little success in the end, getting your fit right and getting, well, getting the helmet that is the most comfortable to you right. So I will upload a little picture that I put together um, uh, in this, in the show notes for this post to help you identify your fit shape. And if you're still not sure, definitely try to see your local dealer. You can email me. I'm, I'm going to, I would help you as much as I can uh, from an online perspective. If you're anywhere near Philadelphia, oh, and then I hope you would come see me. That's definitely the best ways in person. So once you have a general understanding of, excuse me, of your shape. So if you know I am an intermediate oval, well, that's the first step. Now that fit shape is going to drive, I hope, your fit decision, because I know that with gear, with helmets, there's always almost for, I'd say the majority of people, and I know it's not all people, but there is, there's always that drive to want to match a color, a style, a particular look. And if you fall in love with something that looks a certain way, chances are it won't fit you and it probably won't work for you. So you what you want to at least do from the very beginning is that at the is first figure out what what exactly works on my head and what is my head supposed to be wearing that doesn't necessarily dictate what you have to wear because we all have the choice and the freedom to make our own decisions about what we're going to wear or not wear right so yes if you're a long oval but you want to wear an intermediate great good for you I'm going to break down all the cons to that so that you're ready and that you are at least aware and educated of the consequences and the kind of what can happen because of that. Not, not necessarily from a safety perspective, but just from a performance and comfort aspect. But the first thing is to know what fits my head. So good example, being a round oval person. So hopefully you can pull up this little picture or if you just even Google it, like, um, Google round oval head shape, and you'll probably see some photos. A round oval head shape is um, dictated by a head that is definitely closer to the shape of a ball, but not an actual ball because nobody's head is shaped like a ball, um, being human beings, right? But the just general skull shape when you're when we're and we're not talking about your face. We're not talking about your jawline or your neck. We're talking about the crown of your head, your brain, your skull. So the top of your skull, um, that general circumference shape is where, you know, a round oval person will have a measurement that's from front to back. Uh, if you compare a length measurement to a width measurement, so length would be from like the tip of your nose to the very back base of your skull, that length, and you compare that from your ear to ear, from your left ear to right ear length. If you compare those numbers, they're probably really close to each other. They're probably within an inch of each other, maybe less. The closer those numbers are, then you know you're probably a rounder oval versus let's contrast to someone who's a long oval. Now that person who measures from front to back 
compared to ear to ear, their difference will probably be more than an inch long, maybe a couple inches long, maybe even a few inches long. So as the length gets longer and the width gets skinnier, that's where that person is on the long oval end of the spectrum. And you can kind of see it when you look at someone. I'm trying to think of a celebrity or someone like oh Jean-Luc Picard from Star Trek. Okay, tell me you watch Star Trek uh, Next Generation. My favorite series, by the way, out of all of them. Uh, yeah. Um, he's definitely an intermediate to the long oval spectrum. Now, I say that because I can't fit him in person. I don't know him. God, I wish I did, though. He's so cool. But if I had to guess, I would say just based on the photos of him and all the episodes I've seen of that awesome show, I think I've watched every single one, um, I would say he's a longer oval person and he probably needs a helmet in the long oval spectrum. So, oops, excuse me. So that's where you are trying to assess for your head. Okay, where do I land? Now, the next part of that um, is also your measurement. Now, here's the thing with measurements that are tricky. And I'd say this runs, the, this is true for many different things, whether it's a jean or a shoe that measurement will only really match up if you match up to that brand or that particular style um, shape. So for let's, for example, say you're looking at a um, round oval helmet, okay, and your measurement is falling into the medium, like, okay, 57 to 58, I'm a medium in this round oval helmet. But the fact is your head is a long oval. Well, there's no way you can squeeze your longer front into that rounder shape because your forehead will start to hurt. You'll be able to feel like fingers are pushing right into your forehead, right where your little wrinkle lines on your forehead, um, you know, show up. And that's where your shape is counter to the measurement. So you can't always rely on measurement. It's a guideline. It tells you this is the general range of where you should be, right? You should be somewhere in the medium. But that's also why when you try on helmets, you might be like, well, I'm a medium here, but I'm a large there. Um, that's one of the reasons why you might bounce back and forth between sizes because you're looking at conflicting shapes. You're in helmets that are either the wrong shape for you or the wrong size because you're just, you have no idea what's going on. But generally I find that people in between, it's because you're a long oval, but you're trying to buy a round oval helmet. And then you put on a, lo a longer oval helmet and you're like, oh, okay, well, my size is actually smaller, but I'm going up a size in this round head, this rounder helmet. Uh, round shapes, good example. Scorpion is rounder and the, they're still intermediate, but they do, uh, you know, with intermediate, it swings. There's intermediate to the round side, intermediate to the long side. I'm always going to say that a scorpion is more of a rounder intermediate to rounder shape because it's got more width to it from ear to ear behind the ears. It's a little bit wider uh, versus a long oval like the Arise Signet. And if you're a long oval person and you've been Googling, you know that Signet always comes up in conversation online and forums everywhere, the Signet, the Signet. And that's because it's one of the best, it's probably the best long oval helmet on the market. Um, and it's highly recommended because it's a fantastic helmet. So that's where you have to really try to assess, all right, what's my shape? Where should I be? And then, you know, of course, hopefully if you need help with that, 
your local dealer will help you identify that and kind of figure that out. So that measurement and then identification of shape is also where you will have the best success to really line up um, what's going to work for you. The next part is what I call below the ear fit, your face and right below your ears, your cheeks, how tight it is there, maybe down even to your jawbone, how tight it is comes down there, ear to ear, the fit from one ear to the other ear, um, you know, below where your earlobes are, like that width right there is different from, can be different from the width above your earlobe, right? Um, like around your skull. So if you need, for example, this is a common uh, issue I see is people who need an intermediate oval on the crown, right on your skull, but then below your earlobes, around your cheek and jaw, maybe you have a very full face. You have very large, plump, uh, rosy cheeks, and you have maybe a wider um, head from your earlobe to your earlobe. It's, it's not narrower like the top of your head. So it kind of opens up, think of like a triangle maybe. And then you need a helmet that can open up more around your face um, in relation to the top of your head. There are very few brands that I've seen and styles that offer this kind of comfort without substantial cheek um, pad changes. And even with those cheek pad changes, you still may not get that comfort around the face. Arai is my favorite brand to recommend for this because it does not taper in right around your cheekbones as hard as another brand like Showy. A really good example of this kind of head shape is Ed Sheeran. So I don't know if you're up with popular music, but his first name is Ed. His last name is S-H-E-E-R-A-N. He's got red hair. He wears glasses sometimes. But if you just go into Google, you'll see some lovely headshots of him. He's a wonderful singer, by the way. You can see that he has very full cheeks. So a little bit rounder face for sure. And then under under his like kind of messy little redhead hair, I bet you that if he shaved his head, that we would see that his head at the very top, it probably tapers in and gets a little bit narrower. So the top of his head is probably narrower than the bottom. And that's where Arai is hands down the best helmet that I've ever, ever fitted anyone in to give them the most comfort, by, but still being snug around the face. So I'm not saying that this helmet releases all the pressure on the face. It just means that it gives the person a little more room ear to ear because their jaws and their cheeks are simply wider. And that's a really challenging fit. Um, so having this general understanding, like I'm an intermediate oval, I'm a long oval, that is really going to help you as you're trying on helmets uh, back to back. The other piece is lifestyle. So a really common issue that I run into is say your bike of choice is a Goldwing. You're a touring or, you, or you're in anything that's in just a comfortable touring bike, you're touring on your F800 GS, you're touring on your um, MT-09, you're sitting up and you're on a standard, a street twin, you get the idea. But then you're trying on a sport bike, a sporty helmet. 
something like an Icon Hermana or a Shoei RF 1200. Those are two great examples of street helmets that have a little bit more focus for the sport rider. Not not necessarily to exclude someone who doesn't ride a sport bike, but in that particular case, in these two helmets, they're going to design the padding and the fitment and the view angle and the ventilation scheme. Everything's going to be tilted a little bit more in the favor of a sport bike rider. So what does this mean for fitment? It means that when you put on an R1200, all of a sudden your cheeks and your jaws are just being squeezed much harder than that Arai DTX that you just tried a minute ago. Because the the, the 1200 is a tighter fit because when you ride something really aggressive like a Triumph Daytona, like a GSXR uh, 750, like any think of any forward leaning sport bike, and um, I definitely exclude my bike, my street triple out of that because there's no forward lean. There's it's just like maybe five degrees. So anything really forward like a track bike, an R6, an R1, you get the idea. You need your helmet to be tighter because sitting down in this forward cramped position, if your helmet is too loose, if your helmet isn't angled in the right direction, your range of motion starts to get very limited because you have a smaller space to work with to check your blind spot. You have a smaller space to work with to turn your head and shoulder all the way back to one side. Um, looking, just looking at the road ahead of you, you have a very limited view angle. And so everything is different because sport bike folks, we just need, sometimes depending on the position we're riding, we need a different fit and contour and feel and our, our, our needs are just different. And that explains why the fit is so different and why it doesn't feel as good all of a sudden because you're trying on a helmet that's way out of your need and out of your riding lifestyle. Also, of course, um, definitely your uh, experience with helmets. If you've never worn a helmet before and then you put on a track helmet, it's the most uncomfortable thing. It can be one of the most uncomfortable feelings in the world, just aside from trying a brand new helmet on. So that leads me to some very general tips and considerations when you are trying a new helmet. And you know, you have to know that anything new like that, like new shoes, um, brand new leather shoes, brand new jeans is a really good example. Everything starts a little snug and you need to count on some break-in. You need to count on wearing that liner in on that helmet, wearing those cheeks in and smushing that foam down to a point where it becomes more comfortable. And instead of biting your cheeks, you just might now be grazing them. I'd say biting, that's too much. You probably should immediately drop down to the next cheek pad size um, but you want to try to pick a fit and size where you feel like once I break this helmet in, this is going to feel perfect. You never want to leave the store with a perfect fit because it's only going to get bigger and you really can't stop that process unless you're oversizing yourself. And that's where if you're in an XL, but you should be in a medium, well, of course, you're not really going to compress that foam, but let's just assume you're in the right size and the right shape. Um, you may not be used to breaking in a helmet, so you always want to spend some time in it in the store before you go right to the counter. So you, 10 seconds is not enough. You need to give yourself a good five minutes to see if you're in the right fit. Are you in the right shape? Are you having a headache in one spot? Is one part of the helmet giving you a, a pressure point 
but you need at least five, 10 minutes to see if it's a pressure point or it's because you never experienced a sport bike helmet and you're used to wearing your old, big, loose touring helmet from 10 years ago. So that's the other thing is your frame of reference. If it's been a really long time since you tried on a helmet, you must open yourself up to the possibilities of new fitments and new sizing because helmet brands, every five years or so, they go through and they make tweaks and they make changes. They do it all to improve the helmet in as many ways as possible to make it easier to use, easier to wear, safer, lighter, more comfortable. Um, material changes. So these things change. So don't ever count, you know, count out something um, every, you know, five to 10 years, because you never know if that item has changed for you. And Shoei's a good example for me, because I could never wear their RF 1100. That's the previous version of the 12. But when the 12 came out, they made some significant fit changes. And now actually, I think more people can fit the 1200 than before. And it's a better intermediate oval and it fits almost everybody. Eight out of 10 people can wear a Shoei RF 1200 and or can fit one. So that frame of reference for you is also very key. So uh, I also recommend um, some home time with it, 30 to 45 minutes, maybe an hour. You want to really see, of course, check with who you buy it from. Make sure they'll take the helmet back if you just try it on without um, throwing anything away or without riding in it. But the more time you can spend at home with it, the better you will feel about it. So let's talk about some common fit concerns and fit issues that can come up when you're buying a helmet. Um, the first thing I kind of mentioned this before is, well, just immediately I'm feeling a pressure point. Well, five minutes, just see sometimes it's because you're not used to this brand. You're not used to the fit of a real helmet. If you've never tried anything before, it's a whole weird experience. You need to give yourself just a few minutes to see, am I going down the right path? Am I walking down or am I driving down the wrong way, down a one-way street? Just to see. Um, so pressure points usually, if it's a good fit, that initial shock and pressure will dissipate after a couple minutes and then it'll settle. But if it never settles and it's just getting worse after a few minutes, yes, size up or try something different. And if sizing up doesn't fix it, that's a surefire way to tell you that you are in the wrong shape. And it's a lot like clothes in that sense. You ever buy a t-shirt and you have to size up because your shoulders are too broad, but now it's too boxy. Well, it's not the right, maybe not the right shape t-shirt for you. And you need to find a brand of t-shirt that has a broader shoulder and maybe a more tapered waist. And that way you can size down. So that's another clue. If you're a size down in a helmet, if you're in a medium in an Arai, a DTX, or maybe a Defiant, but then you're a large in the showy, then you know that Arai is probably a better fit. Anytime you can size down in something, you know that you're in a better fitting garment. Even This applies to jackets and pants and gloves as well. If you can size down comfortably, then you know it's a better fit. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to go that way, but it just explains the fit differences. And then after that, you know, there's a whole bunch of things like, you know, I just like this color or I just really like this brand and that's cool too. So um, that's, that will 
help you kind of decipher, you know, what your correct sizing is. But if you don't even know what the shapes are you're dealing with, with the helmets in front of you, that's really going to make your decision making 10 times harder. So I find that it's always beneficial in the very beginning. Don't even worry about spending money. Don't worry about, don't put too much pressure on yourself on what you should buy and what you should pick. But really try to focus on, okay, this helmet model fits me and this helmet model fits me. I may not like them or I may not have the budget to spend on them, but I need to understand, okay, helmet A fits me like a glove and it's the right shape. It's the right comfort. It's ripe for break-in. Now I know this and armed with that information, I can go to helmet B, which I love even more. And I want it really badly. And now it'll help me decide whether that helmet fits me well enough to buy it. Or am I going to have to go to helmet C? Because maybe helmet B isn't as good as A and A is really the, the perfect one. But you have to have that understanding of what is my perfect fit. And that helps you decide later what other helmets you should wear. Because if you you know, if you're not new to helmets, you know that spending an hour in a helmet, it's enough to tell, to make you hate it or love it. And even less than that. I mean, 10, 15 minutes can tell you a lot, right? So if you don't have that base level of knowledge, it will drive you crazy. And I guarantee it's going to take you hours, days, months to figure out what is working for you um, or what's going to be comfortable because you haven't done the work of just establishing establishing what your baseline is. So if you are having trouble even doing that, that's where you want to seek a professional in person if you can and try to get some help. Um, I, I can't, that's something I cannot do via email. That's something I will not do via email because I cannot be confident in my, I'm not as confident in my recommendations without really seeing you. And, and, and really the same goes for clothing. When people email me for help with a jacket or something, I need to see you because if I don't know what your fit and shape is, I can't help you. I can't tell you whether that thing is right for you. I can't assess for you whether you're in the right place or whether you're in the wrong place. Um, other I would say other issues and concerns that might come up is um, kind of whether you think lining changes or padding changes are really going to solve your issues. And, you know, uh, there are so many things that can come up with fitment that liners may or may not help you with. Um, you know, like I said, if you are sizing down in something and that fits you great, but in another brand or style you're sizing up, then you know that's really not. A liner can't really fix that. Where liners can, oops, I say where liners can really tweak things and help things are very moderate comfort issues like the cheek biting. I always recommend if you're biting your cheeks, just go right to the next size down. Biting is too much. You want a gentle squeeze. That's totally normal. Um, any redness or big marks, that is something that you could try a liner change, but I would say that's probably more of a shape issue um, depending on where you're having these markings. But forehead pressure, that's the common thing. If I see big red marks, 
liner changes are very moderate. I mean, for length issues, they don't really help. Where length issue, where liner issues can help is neatening up. So what I call neatening the fit. So where maybe a good example is if you need to uh, neaten up the fit of your liner after a year because it broke it, now it's broken in 300, you know, how many days of riding, how so many hours, thousands of miles of time, and now you've really broken that liner and now it's really, really, uh, it's just looser than, way looser than the beginning. And that's where popping in another liner a few millimeters thicker, if you're able to get an awry or showy in that sense, um, that can solve that issue. Unfortunately, not all helmet brands offer you these sizing options. And generally, you're very much limited to resizing your liner only based on that shell size. So if your small shares a shell with a medium and an extra small, your only recourse is to turn that helmet into a medium or turn it into an extra small versus saying, hey, I want a five millimeter center pad instead of my nine. That is something that's very specific to a couple of brands like Shoei and Rye and also where you spend a little more money. Um, so I hope some of these things help you. I, there are so many God, there's just so many things when it comes to helmets and so many, uh, so many challenges when it comes to fitting one. I mean, it took me uh, three helmets before I really uh, honed in that showy is my perfect fit. It's 10 out of 10. Um, I've had three showies and they've all fit me beautifully. And it's been really hard to step away from that. I've had three arise, two arise, and... I had to get rid of those. My last array, I had to get rid of it because it just wasn't as comfortable as my showy because it was just a little too loose. And arrays are always looser than a showy, always. Um, it's just the nature of their fit shapes, the cheek padding, the kind of ear-to-ear -ear fit is different. It took me a while. And unfortunately, you may go through a cycle of a helmet that um, doesn't fit you a 10 out of 10, but it's like an eight. And then it may take you another one. And it's, it's, uh, I mean, I don't know until they come up with like inexpensive 3d scanners, then I can whip out from my phone and then look at you and then, you know, <laughs> I don't know, figure out some technology to give us that hundred percent accuracy. Um, it's, it's, it's just, you might, you may suffer going that route. I hope that some of these tips will help prevent and eliminate some of that. Um, I will upload these, this shape diagram that I came out with. I also put together a little um, shape diagram uh, with some brand recommendations based on your shape. And I hope that helps you out as well. I mean, these are very rough brands uh, guidelines to go, oh, sh this brand, I should start here or look here, but they're not definitive. It's just something to give you a very broad overview of what might work for you. If you have any specific issues, you can try sending me an email. In the meantime, you can find me on all my social feeds, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram as GearChick. Very easy to find, GearChick without a K. You'll find me every time. I hope you're having a fantastic writing season and I will see you soon.